0: Hey there, this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports. So I'm breaking down what's happening in the esports industry, talking with great guests, influencers, and tracking their personal and professional journeys to see how all of that has influenced where they are now. And in the end, I hope you're inspired. And so with that, welcome to All In with Esports. All right. Well, welcome back once again to another edition of All In With Esports, another episode to share with you, another great guest. And you can find all of my episodes and, and all the other fantastic shows we have across the map esports ecosystem. I like saying that. Esports FPN. All right? And right. They're all right there. You're going to find some people who are just so sharp with industry information, great conversations, there'll be some things that'll inspire you, give you some ed- education, connections, it's all here. So hopefully with these shows that I'm doing, you're inspired by the guests that I have on. And I believe that's gonna happen again today. And I have to tell you, every now and then, you kind of stop and you look back at maybe kind of a body of work. And uh, you think about, you know, what you've done so far and 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 some of the great conversations. And I, I was doing that earlier today. I kind of went back on the website, Esports FPN. And I'm looking at all the shows and the people. And I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you who've been listening to the episodes. And I got to say thank you again to all the great guests I've had over the last several months uh, as I began to really get to know this eSports industry. I think many of you know me coming from sports television and covering the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. It's just been, I love storytelling. I love meeting people and I may not be an eSports expert, but I am surely learning a lot with you. And I hope that you are doing the same as well. And man, I just had like this little rundown memory lane and I'm looking at all the episodes so far that we had taped and we're just so proud of everything we've done here. Starting with Jacob Miles at episode one, the founder and CEO of Math Sports Network. And just a long list of people that have been fun to talk to. And I've learned a lot. It's been really cool. And and hopefully you have enjoyed it as well. And you can go back and listen to them and and get something from it each time, I think. So I think it's really a lot of great stuff. So listen, let me just introduce you to my next guest today. And actually, he is going to be episode number 31. That's going to be his Mm. number, So I'm excited about that. (laughs) And my guest today is all about entrepreneurship. And STEAM for kids, all right? Science, technology, engineering, art, and math, very important. And safe and healthy gaming for youngsters, very important stuff. And each of those items is a match to what we're all about at MAP eSports Network. So it's a real pleasure to welcome guest number 31. No, I can't call him that. I got to call him by his name. Freddie Halstead (laughs) with the Techie Factory and Eternity. Hey, Freddie, how are you? Hey, Louis, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So you everybody listening, you should know that, you know, real life is happening for all of us, right? So we've been trying to get together with Freddie for the last two weeks and he had an issue and I had an issue. We're kind of going back and forth, but he's been so great to communicate back and forth with us and our team. And so I really appreciate it. It's great, great to have you on. So we're both in the Metroplex, in the Dallas area. And again, it's just crazy the amount of people that I'm meeting that I had no idea were here. And you've got this place called the Techie Factory, content creation, goods and merchandise, technology tournament and organizers. So give us all a sense of what the Techie Factory is all about.
1: Yeah, well, and again, thanks for having me on those side. I've always been a fan when I when I got an email from Lewis Johnson, I, oh, I, knew man. I arrived. Come on. Um, man. <laughs> as a as a very big traditional sports fan as well. But yeah, Techie Factory, we my wife and I owned previously some math tutoring franchises and, and really loved it and and found something that was, you know, kind of similar but yet totally different in Techie Factory, which opened four years ago. We bought the joint two years ago and started franchising as soon as we could, which is here fairly recently. But at Techie Factory, we're not about we're not just about coding. There are lots of coding places out there. We're not just about coding. We're about digital creation. We're about kids coming in and learning to edit video and add music and and make funny videos that depending on their parents they can put on YouTube or not. They they come in, I was working with a, a group, I, I was telling you guys that I was running a little late. Because I was working with a group this morning of, of five of the funniest, coolest 10 to 12-year-olds who were in Ro- Roblox Studio making a game. They were all in there working together, doing, doing a great job at teamwork, which a lot of these kids, and Lewis, I, this may be foreign to you, and I, I listening to some of your podcasts, it may not be. But there's so many kids nowadays who have no interest in traditional sports. Right. Who who don't want to be on the soccer team, who don't want to play football, who don't want to play basketball, track and field, which was so foreign to me when I got into this, but it it, it makes sense. I'll give you a little of my background at, at some point in this, but I was a teacher and, you know, I, I witnessed it where every kid when I started teaching in 2000, well, wanted to play sports or be in the band or act or sing. And it's just not like that anymore. So to be in this group, in this room with these five kids who are so excited, To be building this and doing it together and learning teamwork and everything that goes along with it was really exciting. But we have DJ at Techie Factory. We have animation. We have game making. We have coding uh, in various languages. And then we we have eSports, which is, I think, going to be really, really our future.
0: I think it will be. And you know, I've got to respond to what you said about traditional sports and how there are there's a migration away from that, and maybe in some areas into to digital. In my previous episode last week, I was talking with a young lady, a Danielle Johnson. She's a teacher at Barbara Bush Middle School, and she's the executive director of the Texas Scholastic Esports Foundation. I'm not sure if you met her or not, but man, you should get in touch with her. But she said something that was really powerful in our conversation before we actually discussed on the podcast. She said athletics. Is the number one stay-in-school program in Texas. All right. And they're hoping that esports can be right there working in parallel. I thought that was huge.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And one of the most interesting things that I learned while teaching, and kind of the what I saw, I, I taught in Dallas ISD for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And what I witnessed this kind of transformational shift. And I think it's very generational, but when I started, you could go to a kid and say, Hey, you really need to do your work. You need to do this or that. And so you can keep playing or singing or or acting, and it worked and you work with them and work with the coach and, and it helped them stay involved in school. Well, towards the end of my career, Hey, you really need to do this so you can stay on the basketball team. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to really like doing the work. I don't want to do it. You know, I just stay at home and play video games with my friends and to give them, you know, one of the things that we're doing at Techie Factory is we have a nonprofit where we're going to raise money corporately to then send out to our franchisees who can utilize it and go into the low SES schools and take advantage and use esports to keep kids in school. And I I love that about Danielle because she's it's completely on point um, that this is this is going to be one of the big ways we can help keep keep kids in school.
0: Awesome, awesome. And for those of you who may not have heard that episode, go back and look in my at eSports FPN and you'll see the conversation was just before this one and 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 just really Daniel Johnson, really a lot of interesting insights as to education, the importance of technology, and the importance of steam as as we're talking about right here, and with Freddie Halsted and how uh, important it is to be introducing that in middle school and how we're now bringing kids along much earlier, getting them ready to be the next workforce, which is what I believe, Freddie, you're kind of doing the same way, but not in the school situation per se but on an outside area and and when you think about that what are some of the differences uh between techie factory and, and maybe some of the other coding places out there what is it that you're trying to do to make sure kids get
1: sure we you know as much as anything it's it's kind of our our breadth of opportunities so we there there is a, a very large coding franchise company that that does a great job and kids go in and they learn to code Mm-hmm. And they make video games. And, and it's, again, they do a great job. We believe, I believe that the jobs of the future are, there are so many more than just programming jobs. And listening to two or three of your podcasts, I think in particular, but you really get a sense in esports that it's not just about the professional player, that it's the marketing people, and it's the game designer. And it's all that just a multitude of jobs. And so right. what we're doing is trying to introduce those to kids, whether it's animation, whether it's game design, whether it's editing. We do a lot of, you know, they learn to make thumbnails and learn some graphic design and, and just all these different skills that they probably don't learn in school, that they enjoy, they would really like doing nothing else. And we get to introduce it in a really fun a fun way. And, and there aren't, you know, most of the folks out there doing something similar to what we do, don't do it that way. And then as kids are in, they, they earn what we call TF coin and they earn these so they can buy rewards and toys instead of, you know, they get a certificate or something at other places. And, and so they just, they really love coming.
0: So you said TF coin must be a terminology used in your place. So explain <laughs> what TF coin is. Sounds like a, a way to earn something to e- to even get something after that. So what is that?
1: It is. So the kids come in and as they're working, they are earning. Sometimes we say mining because it's funnier, but the kids are earning TF coin. And basically as they complete tasks, they earn some coin. And if we see them cleaning up or helping a friend or something else, they earn more coin. Then at the end of the week, we have a, a shelf with Legos and playstations and God forbid a little bit of candy and <laughs> everything in between and they get to earn they get to use the money they earn by completing the various tasks to to buy the reward that that they want
0: mm. What's your target age group for a techie factory?
1: Most of our kids are seven to ten. Mm -hmm. We certainly have some that are older and we continue as we, as we add more and more esports options, those kids are getting a little older that that range is getting older, but generally, yeah, kind of six to 10, seven to 10.
0: And when parents are bringing their kids places, I'm thinking back, uh, Freddie to our our boys are 20, uh, 26, 24. I'm thinking about the places we took them for experiences outside of school. And we absolutely believed in experiences. Okay. Touching, doing different things. Uh, what are parents saying to you about why they're bringing their kids to techie factory I think about all the things we did what are they, what are they saying why why is it important to come there
1: that's a great question so you know I would love to say that they want to introduce their kids to this great tech and and have them learn um, while doing and and but the reality is they find out about us they look online and they say oh my gosh my kid loves to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Everything on this website my kid loves to do. And this gives me the opportunity to do it not in my house, not on their iPad, in a, a setting with other kids where there's probably going to be some analog play or planning or something without a screen in front of them. And this sounds like the greatest invention ever. And that's why they bring them. And then they they keep coming because their kids love it and and they feel like you know, they get to see some of the projects the kids make and they think it's really cool. And, and they're back the next week and then the next week. And you see them a lot. And, the and they're there.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And for those of you who are listening, we're talking with Freddie Halstead, who is a owner of Techie Factory. And you can go to techiefactory.com. That's the website, correct?
1: It is. And,
0: uh, and look at the different locations and, and all the different things they have going on there. And um, pretty cool to see. Uh, I'm always interested, especially as I mentioned on my last podcast, with how we are approaching education. And you mentioned being in the classroom and then coming out. And then now you're 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 providing education in a different way. And uh, I made a comment in the last show about and I didn't allow the guest to respond to it because I didn't want her to get get in trouble. I said, you cannot respond to this. But I remember kids having to take the test, the the standardized test. And and I, I just thought even then that this is not really an accurate measure of a kid's ability uh, to do anything. Uh, Well, anything may be a stretch, but you get what I'm saying. And I hated to see the teachers had to teach to the test to try and get those scores right, to be able to earn that rating, to be able to get the money from the state or what have you to do it. And when you think about how technology has evolved and how we have a responsibility to make sure that we are making giving our kids the best chance to be ready to move into those next careers, whatever they may be, eSports is offering just an unbelievable swath of opportunities, right? And so even for those little ones that are coming into your place, That's the way for them to get real hands-on early prep to get their minds working in a way that is not fighting the gaming situation, but we're embracing it as not a pacifier, but maybe it's a gateway into something that could be a potential career. Am I wrong?
1: No, not at all. And, and that's why we do what we do. I mean, the the reality is that a lot of the tech out there is going to be so different when they grow up. Uh, A lot of AI is going to, to a lot of the programming and and so what we're trying to constantly do is is stay ahead of the curve and teach them things that that will be beneficial and and really teaching them to be computer literate computer savvy while being creative is is what we do and and we really think that that's what's going to help them in the future. I mean yeah, you you have to learn the basics. I mean you got to know how to read and write. You have right. to learn all these important kind of traditional skills but yeah, the stuff we're teaching is just going to open their mind to so many more, yeah, opportunities and things that they love that they didn't even know about. You know, and and I mean, really, Lewis, I don't know if you're aware, but these kids are, are creating videos and YouTube channels and making games on Roblox and doing all the stuff that they're able to monetize at 10, yeah. at 8. It's just nuts. <laughs> and when you, when you, your podcast, oh, man with the, the people with the nonprofit for for parents of professional gamers. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, the, the the coalition of parents in esports, I think it is.
1: Yes. The OP. I mean, yeah. yeah, that that kind of stuff, it's amazing. And and to give kids the opportunity, whether it's a professional gamer or a game designer. I mean these kids mm-hmm. can learn things that heck they can monetize now. And and I think, oh my gosh, little Freddy. Lewis, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was I was the one that wanted to do a lemonade stand every week and mow everybody's yard in the neighborhood. I was just a little entrepreneur. And and if I would have been 10 now, I have three games on Roblox and a YouTube channel and and everything else because it's just how I'm wired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's so cool. That is so cool. And I think, you know, you say something else is very important. However, a kid is wired. However, they're wired. How can we embrace them where they are and empower them with opportunities? And, and one of the things that I, I'm very passionate about in terms of our relationship here, my, my connection to MAP Esports Network is this important arm of making sure that we get into the communities and give people an opportunity, a chance to feel uh, empowered to feel included because if, I grew up, you know, in high school where it was, you know, I looked at the jocks and I wasn't a jock And I was really, I wasn't really a serious athlete until I was maybe a senior in high school. And it really didn't get serious until I was in college. But, you know, I probably was in that crowd where I felt kind of a little bit out there, ostracized. It wasn't, you know, it just wasn't in the, in the in crowd. And there are so many kids who live that experience and, and, and maybe at home playing games and they're connecting that way. But to bring them out and give them a chance to, to to connect and be feel like that now there are programs for them from age seven, eight, nine on up into elementary, middle school, and high school is very powerful, uh, very powerful. And I'm sure that's what you see there as well.
1: No doubt about it. And we love giving them the opportunity to do these things in that social setting. That's really, really important to me. I'm a particularly social guy. And so, you know, I, I don't, I don't want them on their, their couch playing. I want them, you know, playing with us, with with other peers around and, and mm-hmm. getting to meet other kids. And it, kind of what you were talking about made me think that kids like your brother, you know, would have been, would have loved Techie Factory. The, mm-hmm. the number of, of kids that we have coming in where we'll get an email uh, a week before camp, the day before camp, two weeks before, or asking, is this camp right for my kid? the number of kids that have some kind of learning difference, whether they are autistic, whether, you know, it really runs the gamut. The kids that we see who really thrive in in a social setting, doing what we're doing is it just, it's amazing. And, And clearly every single kid on the spectrum would not love Techie Factory, but the vast majority of the ones that come see us it's a, it's a really exciting thing for their parents and for them.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, Freddie, take me to the store. Take me to the location and, and kind of give me a sense when we walk in, what are we going to see? And on a typical day, you know, what's going on from the hours you open till you close? What, what, what are people doing? What are they coming to do with the programs they're interacting with?
1: Sure. So, on, on during the summer, we have camps. And so, today, we have two camps at our, our Fresco franchisees, but then here in Dallas, we have a YouTube creators camp where they're going to come in, and we'll start off. They'll learn basic video editing. We'll have them in iMovie, and move them to other software if they're up. We, and that's one of the important things that we do too, Lewis, That we really we figure out where kids are in their tech journey, depending on the topic, and we meet them there. And our curriculum is such that we can do that without everybody sitting through the beginning stuff that they already know how to do or starting a little higher up and, and kids are completely lost, but a kid will come in. They learn some video editing. We learn some streaming, you know, we'll get, we'll get on a game and they can play a game and do, do some streaming. We'll learn to make various kind of videos and thumbnails throughout the week that we'll kind of learn monetization and how to get people to subscribe and all that kind of, and then the week culminates in them making a, uh, the, the video of their choice and they can do it by themselves or in a group. And most of them choose to do it in a group. After that camp's over in the evening, we have two different mini camps. We have kids coming in and learning how to produce music, which is all done on software now. Yeah. And then we have another camp where kids are coming in and learning basic coding. And this this week, it's it's Python. Yeah. During the year, it's, you know, Monday is Lego Robotics competitive team. We have kids that that come in and compete in this international Lego competition. And so they're building robots and and everything else. And then we have the esports kids coming in to to practice and work on their skills. And so, yeah, every day is a little different, which is kind of like when I taught middle school. Every kid in middle school (laughs) is a different child the next day than they were that day.
0: That's right. As and, you, and, you may know, remember. Yeah. And it's so important to to recognize that, Freddie. You just said something very powerful. Uh, I, grew, I grew up in Austin, Texas, and my grandmother, Johnny May Cavanaugh, God rest her soul, was, a, was an elementary school teacher at Go Valley Elementary on the east side of town. And I remember her on the weekend sometimes, we would get my grandfather's truck. He was out of the military and he had a little shop where he repaired TVs and radios back when they had tubes. We'd test the tubes and all kind of stuff. We'd borrow his truck on the weekends and we'd be picking up beds and food and we'd be going to somebody's house. And I'd say, mama, why are we doing this? And she said, because one of the children in this house is, is one of my students and I need to know how she lives so that I can understand how to deal with her in the classroom. I was like, wow. And so that was something she did on a regular basis, going to people's homes to help them to d- bring things to them And, you know, you walk in and you never know what you might see. But that helped her to be able to really respond to this child in the classroom because she maybe understood behavior better than without having that picture. And I only share that story because it impacted me, even as a young child, seeing that it impacted me on the value of maybe not responding to the initial behavior, but maybe there's a story behind that behavior that we need to know. And being able to recognize that all the kids that come to your doors are different is a very valuable thing. And that they may all need something different. It may be a smile. It may be just a few moments of your time, and it may be they've got all that and they are thirsty for that technology and they want to get that. So whatever it is, you can respond to them. I, I got to believe that's important. However, they need it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of the the great part of our jobs, and and you can tell just like when your boys used to come home and you could tell whether they had a good day or not.
0: Oh yeah, I'm um, just
1: by looking at, them. and it's the same thing with us when during during the school year when kids come in. You can tell what kind of day they had. And to man, I will tell you that when they leave, they had a good day. And as a general rule, kids this age, if, if that last hour was amazing, then mm-hmm. their day was good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really that's that's really beneficial and a and a, a great business to own, in my oh. humble opinion.
0: But I'm oh, biased. I got to believe that. Having a great conversation with uh, Freddie Halstead, who's the owner of the Techie Factory. And, and how many franchises do you have now?
1: So we started this year. We have the one location in Frisco. We've mm-hmm. got someone very interested in McKinney and someone in Nashville that's interested. But, you know, it's it's all about getting those first three, Lewis, right. so that you have that validation so that the other 800 that we'll eventually have will will trust that okay, this is working. I get yeah.
0: it. Makes sense. I love that big number, man. I love that big vision. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but see, and and, and this is going to sound trite and ridiculous, and yet it's the God's honest truth. Th- that's the only way that we're going to be able to have the nonprofit help tens of thousands of kids who won't get the opportunity. It's, it's the only way. And yes, it's going to mean that, that my family and I, and, all of our employees will be successful and reap the benefits. No doubt about it. But as a, as a guy who taught in Dallas ISD for 13 years, yeah. man, that, I, I I want that little school on the wrong side of the tracks in Wichita, Kansas. I want those kids to be able to learn that it's not just playing video games, that there's all this around that they can do and that they can love and it's not boring and that it's exciting. And I want to be able to open their eyes and and, and do that.
0: That's beautiful. It really is. One other thing you mentioned I want to touch on is you said the Lego competition they were having was the kids were having was an international competition. That caught my ear because sports, a global travel through sports changed my life. And meeting people of different cultures is one of my hot button issues for my life, right? It's something, something I love. We're a few weeks away from going to Tokyo for the Olympic Games, and it's going to be a very different experience because we won't be able to get out doing anything. It sounds like we're going to be sequestered from hotel to the track stadium and back and forth uh. every day. Yeah, that's going to be kind of a bummer. But you go anyway because... It's the greatest global stage in sports, in my opinion, but it's connecting with people. And I'm wondering in techie factory, when you're doing programs like that with the kids, are they having a chance to have some interactions with kids their ages from other countries around the world?
1: You know, so we just started a couple of years ago and we have not made it past the first round. Okay. And so but but the answer is Yes and once we start having more than our two teams once we have three or four at our Dallas location and start having franchisees, they definitely will but currently it's it's they get to meet a bunch of kids from that and great. the environs yeah and they get to get out and and they know that it's an international competition if they work really hard and then our you know our our esports kids we they will be competing in in events all over the country starting in the fall we, we have, yeah, we've got a couple scheduled already. And, and in fact, we have an event in Vegas, but in January, but these kids will get to travel some with that too.
0: That sounds great. And and I think that that is so valuable. Like I said, I can't, I can't say enough. It, it affected the way I even raised my kid, our kids here. It's just this, the importance of being able to be around people of different cultures and doing it here, but also doing it abroad. I think it's so, so very valuable. If we are ever going to be a, an inclusive society, here domestically and around the world, I think you need to have a chance to leave this country and go and spend some time in some other places. I know we've been through the pandemic, but I think a passport is one of the most valuable things you can have. Bring, give you a little bit of perspective and maybe uh, get you to understand that we're not right about everything. We can learn a few things from other places. And then you may come back and say, you know, we've got a lot of good opportunities here. If we can just see it that way, if we can just work together, we might actually get somewhere, you know, so I I could not agree more. Yeah. I I just think that's what it is. Freddie, can I come and visit soon? Yes, we'd love to have you. Might be the biggest person in there. You know, I'm not seven or eight years old. You know, I'd love to come by and see the place, though. (laughs) Yes,
1: we would love to have you. You are always welcome. It's, It's literally, you'd shoot over the tollway, head south, and we're right off Lover's Lane.
0: That is awesome. I, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to do that. And I've, I've tried to make a point with some of the folks that I met like you who are in the Metroplex to go and see their locations. And, you know, we create a relationship here and we stay connected and we keep communicating about what's going on when you get that fifth, that third franchise, I want you to come back on so we can <laughs> celebrate that on the way to 800, you know, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, listen, I'm excited to, to meet you and, and hear about your, your mission there at the Techie Factory, and it just sounds like a great way to help connect kids and get them going with, with technology, what have you. So I just want to wish you continued success uh, yeah. coming out of the pandemic. I mean, you got to be happy about that, right? Yes, very. Yeah, it's been a challenge for all of us. So once again, Freddie Halstead, thank you so much for being with me. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. So make sure you guys, if you have not heard of it, thetechiefactory.com, and that's T-E-C-H-I-E, don't forget the E. T E C H I E factory.com. All righty. And that's where you'll find Freddie Halstead. He's the owner of the Tech Factory with one franchise now, on his way to three, to 10, to 20, to who knows how many across the country. And you should check it out. So just glad he was with us today to give us a sense of what's going on there and how he's helping uh, young people at an early age connect to technology and find their place within it. That's all good. So uh, once again, I appreciate you guys being again with me with All In With Esports, uh, just loving these conversations. And of course, many more. I mentioned that Freddie was uh, 31, I think, in my list of podcasts. Very proud of what our team has accomplished here. And you can catch all of those and all the other podcasts that you'll see from some of our other experts across the industry at Esports FPN. And uh, thank you to my show producer, Sia. She's always right there listening. Appreciate Aaron as well, and AJ at Innovation Media Enterprises, helping us bring all these esports podcasts to you. And uh, just appreciate you guys being with, with me again today. And, and, and always hope you've been inspired. And we'll talk again soon, right here on All In With Esports. Take care, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for listening to All In With Esports. Now, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel, and we would love to hear from you about this or any other shows on the Esports Future Eye Network.